welcome back to Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm here with Mike. Hey. Joey. Hi. And Ross. Hi, Tom. Say, today I'd like to, I'd like us to examine uh, ideas around boundaries. Children are always testing boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. That's their job. That's their job in this world. That's how they make meaning. That's how they find out how it works. And the, the reason I want to talk about boundaries is I just took my grandchild, my granddaughter, to the zoo, well, a few few weeks ago. And I was excited to show her the animals. Uh, well, she wasn't as excited to see the animals <laughs> as I was excited to show the animal. But what she really latched onto were the rocks that she could climb on that were that were the boundary between the oh, yeah, yeah. between the path and the ground mm-hmm. and, and it just got me thinking about boundaries mm-hmm. and I, I came up with some questions and and I'm thinking I was wondering what makes a boundary because some boundaries are pretty easy to see mm-hmm. some boundaries are not so easy to see yeah. who gets to, who gets to determine what the boundaries are and for a lot of kids, like you said, they sort of test the boundary. So a lot of things that are put in as the boundary become the thing to play on. The, mm-hmm. the railing, the wall, the right becomes yeah. fence. So enticing that then its job as a boundary is it's not, almost, it's it's not almost as almost drawing good. the child yeah. to it rather yeah. than... Well, she, was, she, she actually was making her own path. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the boundary actually became a, a, a possible path for her that she was able to, to, to incorporate in her trip to the zoo Mm -hmm. so i'm curious um if others around you were in any way responding to her you know going off of the designated path or since you're at the zoo were all the kids doing what she was doing why would you ask that well because i i think you're also asking about sort of social expectations and how how one learns that and mm-hmm. so depending on the response and how you're going to respond too to whether or not oh, I don't know is my granddaughter supposed to climb on that rock or not because you you know doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world to do but if you got a dirty look from a zoo employee you might mm-hmm. be like oh we're not supposed to be doing right. that so right. that's yes that's exactly right in fact um, you know even in the pathway in the zoo there are times when there isn't a big uh, uh, a big line between what's the boundary and or what's the path and right. what's not the right. and there it's easy to step aside to to step uh, over the boundary without even the kid wouldn't even realize it mm-hmm. but an adult would yeah and then an adult would say oh no mm-hmm. um, but she was she was walking on these kind of jagged rocks mm-hmm. and you know as yeah. a responsible adult maybe I should have said no you can't do that because you might fall and mm-hmm. and on that fall on that sharp rock and get hurt. So I'm guessing that's not what you said. That's not what I said. <laughs> so, the, you know, it got me thinking too about the types of boundaries there are. There are some that are very substantial. Okay, think about the zoo. You have a fence where the right. and right. on the other side are animals, and it's non-negotiable. Right. Yeah. Right. But these other boundaries that are not so well, some might be substantial, but are they negotiable? Well, you make, I'm thinking of, uh, we live in a city with sidewalks, and, and I guess most of the time there's a grass boulevard between the sidewalk and the street. But I'm just thinking about a kid learning not to go in the street. It's almost, arbitra- it's almost arbitrary from a visual right, standpoint. Right, there's right. no fence keeping you out of the road, but yet, right. obviously, adults <clears throat> teach children you know, to distinguish yeah, yeah. that that's not safe. But it, otherwise, 
you're just like a so, an alien coming in, you wouldn't know. So right. I did I did a uh, blog post on this very subject, and somebody wrote in. And she said, you know, um, every year we do a wet walk. We go and find out how many puddles there are, what's the biggest puddle. And, you know, the puddles are all in the street. Mm -hmm. And so we still walk. I stand between the kids and, and the traffic, and the traffic slows down, and no, nobody gets hurt, and mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a great activity. Mm -hmm. Think about that in terms of boundaries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that teacher has actually really extended the boundary to the extent that maybe many people wouldn't well, I, I oh so many so many threads here that I feel I don't want to I don't want to miss on but I think that connects to the trust that is established with boundaries and that's I believe why children are testing boundaries very early on is there's this there's a unspoken dialogue that is I'm gonna do this because I need to know you're gonna be here to keep me safe mm -hmm so that I can later on trust you when you say, hey, don't go into the road, it's very busy traffic. Or yeah, you can come in just a little bit, but you need to stay right here because I'm, I'm now the new, the new line of the, you can't cross. Mm -hmm. I'm the boundary, I like that. <laughs> and, and I think that because internally we know that developmentally children are growing up and they don't have these controls or these limits to be able to, they, you can get overly excited or overly tired or overly you know, you're or just me. cognitively not know yet. An infant could crawl in the street and not right, know anything they, about cars. Exactly. So I think that, that boundary there, and I feel like that the the ability to say, yep, typically we don't go in the street, but I'm here now. I'm watching this part so you can stay right here. There's a trust that the child has with the adult to say, okay, this is real. Or there are some who say, nope, the rule is you don't go in the street. You can't do that. You can't play. And then you just, you're kind of learning where maybe that child is at and how they're understanding boundaries and rules. But that's one of the, I think right there, that piece is that, because the other part that I was thinking when you said are they negotiable, that one, depending on who you're talking to, is negotiable or it's not right. negotiable. It depends on who's, who, where, they, where the adult is in their comfort level and their understanding of probably society, the, the, mm -hmm. the group around them, the children they have. So I think it's, it's always a... Many times it's off gray versus a black and white. I was going to bring up the um, the or the um, the boardwalk, the boardwalk, um, and we have a boardwalk at my center too. But you know those are boundaries where there's a drop off and then it's water, right? And so I would imagine it depends on the group. Where I'm at, you know, the youngest kids. Well, the youngest kids are actually in a um, it's toddlers, a buggy that, of sorts, a buggy of sorts, yeah. But then, you know, younger preschools, they might be walking, but they're asked to walk in the middle. Yeah. And then kneel down if you want to go to the edge or whatever. But older preschoolers, it's like, well, they can visually see. Well, right? that makes me, the, specifically the boardwalk makes me think of Tom's zoo example because uh, the boardwalk where I work has kind of faux slats going across and then these side rails. Mm -hmm. And of course, children want to balance on the on side, side rails path. as though it's a balance beam right. because that path is somehow more exciting to walk on than just walking on the regular path. You know, I'm frequently letting them know that they can't do that. You just because of balance, you're much right. more likely to, to fall, you know, doing a balance beam where the edge is actually water that might be, you know, taller than you are. Than you are. Mm -hmm. It's like, so that's a boundary that, that we do have to enforce for safety because con conceptually, cognitively, yep. they don't have the understanding right. that, that I'm going to be off balance on a spot where I'm right next yeah. to water. Or they say, of course, no, it's I'm, perfectly natural to want right. to walk there. And they say, I'm not going to, I won't fall. I, I won't, won't fall. fall. 
Uh-huh. Of course, that's what it feels like. I'm just but walking here until it happens. Yeah, but it's a, then, it's also an example of a space that obviously the adults need to be moderating for the kids because right. it wasn't a designer had to put the rails in to hold it together. Right. Of course, right. that is gonna be the most fascinating part mm-hmm. for children. And then there's also these posts that come out. Yep. For, um, where a railing could go, but on one side there isn't a railing. Anyway, right, right. so what they want to walk around the post, which is even more dangerous Over than walking. Over the water. Well, it's just kind of on the edge. You imagine, oh, like, yeah. you know, tiptoeing around, like, um, the edge of, like, a bump. Yeah. Uh, you know, those are the most exciting things yeah. that they want to do on that. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, obviously the designer did not think, oh, this this is going to be an attractive nuisance, almost, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, it, I, I don't know how many kids I've seen climb on retaining walls right. and just walk across. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's yeah. almost like it, it's, a, it's a, a balance beam. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's the same principle. Well, I'm thinking about how how kind of cultural these physical boundaries are. Because I'm even thinking in a neighborhood, whether or not you, you know, run in and out of your neighbor's yard, which there's nothing dangerous, there's no fence, there's no, right. you know, barbed wire or whatever to tell you not to do that. But you would know culturally, oh, I can walk in that person's yard, I don't walk in that person's right. yeah. yard. Or standing on a line, I stand two inches behind you, I stand a foot and a half. I mean, all these all these physical uh, boundaries that have that are cultural learning. Yeah. So that eventually your granddaughter will know to check. Oh, should I walk on the? You know, should I walk on these boulders? Am I supposed to do that here? Am I not supposed right. to do that here? Because she, you know, she was walking on the path, but she was off on the edge of it. Yeah, but there was nothing wrong with it at no, all. No, I'm not saying there, there was. nothing wrong with it at all. But, but it, some people would see that as, you know, this is the boundary. What are you doing on that boundary? Well, I think I mean, that was the other part that I thought when you when you originally brought up what's negotiable, not negotiable. Yeah, the fence going into seat, into the pen where the animals are, right. not negotiable. But how close you stand next to each other when you're looking, when you're in the snake house, and you're how close do you get to a stranger to really get to see that anaconda? We know that is it two inches? Is it a foot and a half? Is it? Then again, it's it's the there's the aspect of it's different for each person, uh-huh. and it's also going to be one of those unwritten rules. Like do we don't in class or in in elementary school, mm-hmm. the teacher doesn't go now children. Right. When you go to the zoo. Just like when you space your right. letters be- with, you need at least two fingers spaced yeah. between your words. You need at least one's outstretched arms worth right. of length between you and the person. Right. It's it becomes that unwritten. There's so many yeah, of those, those cultural unwritten rules mm-hmm. that we don't talk about, but you just you have to learn and pick up. So the boundaries then, how you interpret. Isn't that a, why they're testing the boundaries? I, I, so I they think know. So. so they know what are the the ones that, especially the ones that are implicit. I think, rather I than think, explicit, yeah. well, they're I do. testing that communication system because, like, you know, I'm sure your granddaughter was looking back at you at some point. You may not have even noticed. Is this okay? Because anything you do with her, she's probably checking in with you visually. And if you were looking worried or upset at any point, she's going to adjust right. her activities to match that. Well, maybe not this granddaughter. But okay. <laughs> well, but why? But why not? Because is that she's reached the point where the trust is there that you have? You're not saying anything. You're not saying whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. So she goes. She knows. Right. Oh, right. part of that is she probably trusts that if it was something where it was dangerous, she knows that you would say exactly. That, that, that was a, that was a tangent I didn't even think about your idea of trust mm-hmm. because I was thinking in terms of the adults and how they impose boundaries mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and follow through with boundaries or even question the boundaries. Right. Mm-hmm. We just make them up and then we don't question them. And I think well that makes me think of one of the reasons why 
or one of my biggest frustrations, and I think it's also for many children, but why why can't I do that? Because I said so. And you're like, (laughs) that's not a satisfying answer for children. But if we can sit down and say, because when you're climbing on these rocks, it's just been raining, it's slippery. If you slip and you fall, you'll fall so fast and you'll hit these hard rocks, I'm worried you could get hurt. There might be that explanation that can help, like, oh, okay. And I think then that means the adult has to earn the trust of the child. So if the rules are arbitrary... yes. And you're constantly telling the children what they can't do. They're not going to take your word for it that, oh, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. If you only do that when you really need to, and you have a way to explain it to them, even if you can't explain at the time, like if a car is coming and you're not going to say, so you might not want to run any farther because this car (laughs) is coming at 50 miles an hour. You know, you're just going to say stop. But if they have that trust that whenever you do things, you're Mm -hmm. saying it for a reason. And often they hear the tone of your voice too. Yeah. But that's why the overreaction of if you step off the path and the person's like, you know, if the adult is acting really tense, like something really Mm horrible is happening and all they did was, you know, say, let's say there were flowers there and, and your granddaughter was trampling the flowers right right you probably would say oh yeah. you know that can kill the flowers mm-hmm. yeah. so you could give a reason but you wouldn't be like oh my god stop right now you know you yeah. wouldn't be screaming at it but right. if a car was coming you'd like it reminded me of, of the when we talked a few sessions ago about the kids playing next to the street mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah <laughs> there was a there was an area where they could play and the sidewalk was kind of the barrier but then you had to go through a part where it was just the sidewalk and no place to play. right right and so the barrier or the mm-hmm. the boundary actually changed yeah yeah right and the kids didn't know that unless you told them. It was right. Yeah, it was yeah really, that's true. It was yeah, really quite interesting. Like adults how. definitely. It's not that. something that's so fixed. Right. Oh yeah. But yet, as you get older and older and older, it's clear. I mean, within within a cultural context, you know, it's something yeah. that you learn. This, yeah. the, you know, the, all the everything you're doing with kids and all the testing, like you talk about, Tom, is how then as an adult, you know, I better move over. Right. Or I better walk more slowly because I'm closer to just all this learning of where the mm-hmm. where the boundaries mm-hmm. are and the fact that they can move. I mean, it's kind of an amazing, it's kind of an amazing thing that happens. So one of the things I wanted to touch on is: Do adults actually test test boundaries, and do they even question their own boundaries that they have in the classroom with? Because it's probably an important thing to do because mm-hmm. you don't want just hard fast mm-hmm. boundaries because what you do is you actually limit potentiality and possibilities mm-hmm. like the rocks were now a path they weren't they right. weren't a boundary they were yeah. now a, a challenging yeah. path physically yeah well I, I was just going to add because I think that was the part that with the the trust the kind of talking about streets the two way street of parents or adults trusting children with the boundaries mm-hmm. and then how I think it touches on the point you're just bringing up, Tom, is that it's we as the adults, we may challenge societal boundaries, especially with things that maybe we don't agree with. This With children, our, we don't play with sticks at this school. And then you as the teacher, you don't have to go, why not? Right. I'm going to test that yeah, boundary yeah. because the children are like, ah, but I want to you. It's every day. It's put the stick down. Put the stick. No, but we said, remember, there's no playing stick. No, you need to put that stick down versus... Show me how you can play with this. Right. Maybe we can come up with a new rule with yeah. this. That you can. How can we use these? You want a sword fight? Well, okay. Show me how. You might right, hurt your finger. Right. Like it could be a. It could be that internal self, or internal adult self, going. Okay. How do I push this boundary for children? Because I can see the learning potential is mm-hmm. greater, mm-hmm. or that there's more development that I'm stifling by withholding. I would say people that see themselves as lifelong learners have to push boundaries. Yeah. 
and then there are people who just get stuck and then you know at some point there's a crisis of like mm-hmm. what am i doing with my life i haven't done anything and what i think people mean by not haven't done anything is i haven't pushed any of these boundaries i've been staying yeah. in the middle of that path yeah which is nice and i i think we'll end it here but because because by letting children f- figure out the boundaries and negotiate those boundaries it's it's setting the stage for later in life yeah, to yeah. be mm-hmm. able to do that mm-hmm. right. so thanks very much guys yeah, yeah thanks yeah. Tom. nice Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn. <laughs>